The NBA Gambling Podcast. So the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bet, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hlbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guy. It's me, really real, villain real, it's real, Furman Jr. here at your service. Whoa. Where's my drops at? Oh, there they go. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Because one of my favorite players in the league made his return back to the league. Moses Brown. Moses Brown comes back into the league and gives you uh, 0.11 rebounds. He may not do much. He may not do anything at all at times. You may think that he looks like a traffic cone out there at times. But he's going to rebound the basketball. Shout out to Moses Brown making his return. If you are a basketball player and you are not that good, Moses Brown is what you should strive to be. Somebody that comes in, constantly gets a job. And then goes out and has an eleven rebound game to cash over nine and a half. Did you see his minutes? He played yes. fourteen minutes. Yes, he had eleven He's rebounds. So in fourteen He's minutes. so good, bro. I be trying to tell people Moses Brown is that dude. He just he needs more opportunity and he needs somebody to commit to helping him become a better player. But Moses Brown is really really good, man. Ah, oh, it, it was great. It was great. Moses Brown is man. I was so happy to see Moses Brown get in the game. All right. You heard him. Scott Studio Reichel here with me to break down a Wednesday slate in the in basketball, National Basketball Association. Scott, what's going on? Where's I can't find anything today. Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Yeah, doing pretty well. Had a pretty decent show on the pod yesterday. Ended up splitting. I don't want to say it was a bad beat on Van Vliet assists, or double-double, I should say, but Chengun missed a dunk in the final minute, which would have gotten him 10. So Van Vliet finished with 9, didn't get there. I had Trey Young, though, as my lock, over 10.5 assists. He cruised over as he had 13. So overall, can't complain. Decent episode. I feel like these sides and the leans worked out well as, uh, as well, but it's always nicer to sweep. Unfortunately, lost by a hook there, but still hit the lock, so it could be worse. Yeah, no, I, I like it. And I had some action. I was actually watched way too much of that Indiana and Rockets game for my pleasing, but I had uh, action going on. Shangun having a really good game. Indiana sucks points in the paints. And he had a, he had an awesome game. So shout out to Alfred Shangun, baby Jokic over there. We got uh, the nerd, Delonte Smith, joining us on a Wednesday slate. Delonte, what's going on? Not bad, man. Like being ready to get to it. Didn't have the best day yesterday, so uh, looking to bounce back today. Yeah, man. And I mean, it's really I don't know what to tell. Like, I don't know what to recap or what to even talk about. I actually don't even have the time on my screen, Scott. So uh, you're going to have to keep me on with that. I don't know why my screen is cut off uh, and I might have to refresh. I don't know why my screen's cut off at the top. But basically, we have the Pistons who have hit the record we're still on pace for my the they break the record against the nets and then they win against boston so that still can happen people that is not outside the realm of possibility we are on track but they did get the cover yesterday in miraculous fashion i would say scott uh yeah bridges just couldn't hit a free throw down the stretch so detroit ended up covering but yeah my team didn't blow it that's really all I cared about. I just wanted to not see my team blow history, and they didn't because they ended up winning both games against Detroit. Uh, the Nets, fun trivia now, are the team that forced the Pistons to tie and break the all-time single-season record. So feels good. Feels good. Once again, they didn't cover, uh, which was kind of a heartbreaker there. I think the Nets went one for seven at the foul line in the last yeah. like minute and change to not cover. Uh, but Detroit, either way, so funny how Kata's 41, and the first plot of a timeout is a 35-footer by by uh, Burks. I thought that was absolutely hilarious, but yeah, I feel bad for Cade. I saw a stat yesterday, which was in Cade's career, he's played 10 games where he scored 30-plus points. Do you know what Detroit's team. record is in those Old 10 team. games? He's 0-10. The team is 0-10 when he scored 30-plus points. So I don't know what he's supposed to do. 
they lose when he doesn't score. They lose when he scores. They have less wins than the Arizona Diamondbacks over the last month and a half. So that's not exactly a good look uh, for the Pistons. But yeah, this might break 30. So my team helps set records. It's not breaking 30. It's not breaking 30. I'm telling you, I didn't already laid the script out. They're going to break the record. As soon as they break the record, it's going to be like, dang, we have the record. And then they're going to win a game that nobody has them winning against the Celtics. Like, it's all it's all pretty much, you know, written. They're going to get this win before 2024. That if it's Spurs not this game, game coming up, though, that Pistons Spurs game coming up, that might. That might that's not a, bro. Record. That's not even. It's not even gonna be no because nobody's gonna care. <laughs> nobody's gonna care by that point. They they would have lost it. It's 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 here. They're gonna, are people they're not gonna, gonna, gonna care anymore? I think people are just invested for the ride at this point, right? I just want to see, see how long it goes. This hey, is the man, most hey, people have talked about is, the Pistons for fifteen years. This is like back to back forty. Is this back to back forties or like two forties in the past week or something like that for Cade? Like I don't know, man. Yeah. It, it, and it's so funny because when you um <clears throat> when you look at like when you watch the game and you see oh dang it looks like we're about to lose again literally everything is stripped from that team so they're like yeah no I, I give up I give up I I don't they man it's very sad to see it. it's very very sad to see it's like a your son that just can't play and you're just watching him continue to play you know I feel bad for Kate. Like you can tell, Kate has talent, but I'm watching like Ivy and all these other guys on the team, Wiseman and ba- I'm like, all right, all you guys arguably shouldn't be in the league. Like it, it's it's rough. Ivy, I was hoping he'd be very good out of Purdue. I thought he'd be good. His jumper, um, I don't good. know. His, his I don't know, bro. Too good right I now. seen I seen I mean, Ivy miss a transition pull up from the free throw line. Like it, that's that's a like a drill that you work on since you know the basis of playing basketball. He missed that joint point blank. Like. I don't know. Ivy might actually not be that good. Like there's Yeah, I know. I, I feel bad good. about it too. But watching yeah. Ivy play his, his jumper is just not that good and that's a problem in today's NBA. That's really the issue Detroit has and it's why they've lost so many games. They can't shoot from the outside. Cade's a decent three-point shooter, but besides him Burks plays a little bit, he can shoot. Boyan's been fine for the most part. I'm surprised he's still on the team. That's basically it. Like you're going down the line. Who else do they have to actually shoot the basketball in this team? A little bit of more He wanted to stay there. He won't yeah, I know. They yeah. just don't. They just don't have much. And you're looking around, and it's not going to get any better anytime soon. You get sell the team chance every fourth quarter of every home game, which is you know caught on television. But I was waiting, watching the Nets game, and I was waiting for the sell the team chance, and it started with about two minutes to go. So I'm not shocked. A lot of people aren't happy with Gores and with Weaver, uh, the owner and the general manager. But it's a story. It's historic. You got to follow it. All right. Before we get to Six games we got to talk about today. Got to talk to you first about DraftKings Sportsbook. The new customers, they have an exclusive offer just for NBA fans where you can bet $5, get $150 in bonus bets, plus score an NBA League Pass subscription on us. What? So not only do you get the account, you get the bonus bets, but you get an NBA League Pass subscription where you can watch everything you're sweating. You don't have to worry about it. So just make sure you go and you check out all the lines and everything you have at DraftKings Sportsbook. I mean, we're going to get through it. All our lines are courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook, so we're going to be giving you the odds straight from there. Make sure you download this DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SGP. New customers can get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting $5 plus score an NBA League Pass subscription on us. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus and age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. League pass reward issued as a promo code to redeem subscription must be claimed by January 15th, 2024. See slash promos for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. All right. Let's go on to this six game slate here, courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook. 
Let me pull up the the odds here, and we have. First game up, Philadelphia 76ers on the road going to play the Orlando Magic. 76ers are laying. Whoa. The Magic are laying two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. Magic are laying two and a half. We have ooh, total 228. There we go. I had to pull that up. Two and a half for the Magic, 228 here at home. Total. And for 76ers, you have Joe Embiid, who is out. You have Nicholas Patone, who is also out. And for Orlando Magic, Markel Fultz is out. Joe Ingles is questionable. Gary Harris is questionable. Jonathan Isaac is questionable. All right. I mean, we have the Magic where they're just a – it's just a buzzsaw at home. It's really, really hard to fake this team at home, but an absolute buzzsaw at home. 11-3 and three straight up. 11-3 and three against the spread. If they win, they cover. They get it done. Scott. Are you taking the Magic here, Lane 2, with the Joel Bead list 76ers roster? Yeah, I think I am. Uh, the argument for the spread being so low is that Orlando played yesterday and Philly didn't, so they had some extra time off since they played on Christmas. But I watched a lot of that Miami game, and yes, they kept the game interesting, and Maxi was not very good, and yet they still were competitive for part of it. That roster is not very good. Just, just looking at the team play without Embiid, I, I know that a lot of guys didn't shoot well, Melton wasn't that efficient, and you can go down the line, but I just think Orlando's more talented. And the main issue that you have with Orlando is arguably the potential frontcourt defense guarding Embiid, but that's not an issue anymore. I'm going to lean to Orlando, though. I just think they have more offensive firepower, and if I see Marcus Morris in your rotation in 2023, we got problems. Uh, I don't know how he's still in the league, but the point is Philly's trying to give minutes to a bunch of guys trying to fill the void, or at least trying to eat up minutes, but... It's not the same team. And yes, I know Philly in the past has been a good step-up team, missing star players, but Orlando at home has been a wagon, and I'm not going to get in front of them. So I'll go with Orlando to get the job done. I think Boncaro, Wagner, they all have good games. And Orlando is still a very good defensive team that can make life difficult for Philly in the perimeter. So Maxi can potentially struggle with the length that the mm-hmm. Magic have at the guard position, especially with Suggs being back in the lineup. I'm going to lean to Orlando. The line just feels too short to me. Both of these two teams, 20 and 9 against the spread on the season. The 76ers, 8 and 5 against spread on the road. So, Lance, same question to you, Orlando. It's a really short number. Orlando, Philly here, minus two for Orlando. Yeah, probably going to go with uh, Philadelphia in a bounce back spot despite missing B. They are 0 and 4 without Embiid this year, all were road games. Uh, played tough opponents in those, well, in three of those games to play Minnesota, Boston. Uh, I guess you can counter Miami as a uh, decent opponent and the Pelicans. But, I mean, they've won six of uh, ten on the road, uh, covered seven. Uh, cover, uh, they've won eight of ten on the road, I'm sorry. Uh, covered seven of them. Uh, one of the only two teams that are top five in offensive and defensive rating. Uh, the, the Orlando link does bother. Does, it it kind of worries me on, on Maxi and Orlando's, you know, their deficiency is they fall a lot. They are, you know, 27th in defensive free throw rate, which is supposed to be an advantage to Philadelphia, but they don't have Embiid, who is, you know, the main cause of them being able to get to the line. But I do think Maxi and those guards kind of shoot it a little bit better. Uh, Orlando, offensively, I mean, they're, they're okay outside of outside of following Franz. I mean, it's not much there, but I mean, that might be all you need uh, in certain games. But I think Philly bounces back here in, in a good. A good game. I think it can be you know anywhere between one and three point game. Mm, I don't know, man. I don't think I'm getting in front of the Orlando at home. I don't think I'm getting in front of that. Uh, really, is for me it and I think that the thing Joel B really really does for this team is he kind of creates a lot more this season and creating more opportunities for everybody else. It's not just that he's going to go and get his. He's helping creating a whole bunch of different things. But uh, I, I think I'm rolling with Orlando here. I think I'm going with Orlando Magic in this one. I, I just I like how this team plays a lot better at home. I don't and like you said, they're zero four without John B. They're zero four for a reason, and they're still trying to figure things out. I think Jalen Suggs is going to give Maxi hell, and he's going to have a tough night, and that's going to really, really kind of disrupt how the offense runs as a whole. So yeah, I'm I'm rolling with Orlando here. I'm going to go with the Magic minus two total at two twenty eight. Anybody have anything glorying for that? 
think I'm going to lean under. I don't feel great about it, but watching Philly in that last game against Miami, I'm just not sold on this offense. Uh, without Embiid, I should say. Maxi, he had one bad game. I'm not going to overreact to it that much. I know how good Maxi is, but Orlando's a good defensive team. And I do think after uh, they had a high score game against the Wizards, which, which wasn't exactly too shocking because the first two meetings were track meets as well. There's mostly a pace thing. I'm just going to lean under. I think this total is too high for a Philly team that I have some questions with offensively in this matchup. All right. Uh, I'll say anything. That's it. I think Lante's lagging out, so you might want to go. Oh, so uh, let me see. Yeah, no, I really don't have anything for the total. I kind of want to go over, but I don't have anything for it. So we'll just move on from there. I mean, we got uh, player props. Uh, Franz Wagner had yet another good game. He's really he, he's really good, man. I'd be trying to tell people that's that's the way to look at it. that duo between Franz and Paolo. Franz Wagner really, really be redoing really it. Uh, I'm going to go with Jalen Suggs over one and a half steals. And let's see where we can get where we can get that at today, because I think he's going to be Maxi's primary defender. I think Maxi's going to have the ball in his hands all the time. And I think Suggs is relentless and he's able to cash this prop really pretty consistently. So if I can get Suggs for I don't see it up here listed yet, but if I can get Suggs for one and a half steals at plus money against Maxi, I'm going to take it because I think Maxi's going to he's going to have the opportunity for turnovers and Suggs can capitalize on it. So I'll play it. I'll even yeah, play a Maxi with- turnover prop. Uh, let me see if I can find that for you. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to go with the over on Melton. Uh, he had 15 points last game despite shooting the ball terribly, and he does have mm-hmm. a lot of usage when Embiid's not in the lineup. So I think uh, Melton's worth a look if you want to go for a guy to potentially be a sneaky candidate for 15. His point total is at 13 and a half. I'll lean to the over on that. Once again, he had 15 last game, and he shot the ball terribly. Uh, but to look at Maxi, you mentioned turnovers. Let me just quickly see what I can get. Uh, it's two and a half. It's actually yeah. it's actually plus money if you want to go. Yeah, over I would take that. Yeah, I would take that. Plus money turnovers. All right, Lance, any player props? Anything? Uh, yeah, I mean, I like Maxi. Sorry, I think he's in bounce back mode. Um, here he's only played in three games without Will. Only played Will once, so I think that kind of has to regress a little bit to the mean. So I, I like Maxi PRA over forty and a half. Um, I like Milton. I like the Milton call with with Scott. I, I think he'll shoot it better. Uh, obviously, he's going to be aggressive um, at, at the guard spot. I would look at Tobias also, um, you know, in a little, I guess, not a revenge game, but I like come back to the, the team that traded you game. Uh, so I'll look at his points and rebounds over as well. So a revenge game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if they yeah. ended up bad. Come back to the team that traded you game. <laughs> revenge game. Revenge game. No, it's still a revenge game. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> Appreciate it. We are going to. Now talk to you about Underdog Fantasy, where you can get pick'em scorchers, a nice spicy payout. Hey, make sure you check out the free throw, the free throw uh, fantasy stats that they have up there on Underdog. Man, get, I had Shangoon for four free throws last night, cashed in the first half. Didn't even have to worry about it. So make sure you tap in and utilize everything, all the fantasy stats that Underdog has to give you in the NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football. So. Sign up today. Use promo code SGPN and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fitness. Promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. And make sure you tap into their revolutionary parlay optimizer tool where you can go and you can get your parlay optimized hit rate breaking down by leg they give you an expected probability for the entire parlay like it's all of this you want to see green 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 look at that oh there's a little bit of red there i see that i hope they didn't use that play you want to see green on your plate and make you feel more and more confident about your parlay stop betting in the dark you used over thirty thousand users researching with hall of fame bets Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right. Moving on. Next game on the slate we have. Who do we want to go with next year? Boom, boom. Oh, wrong button. Wrong button. Wrong button. There we go. The Toronto Raptors on the road going to play the Washington Wizards. Toronto opened up minus four and a half. They're currently laying minus six and a half. 238 and a half is the total. Injury report for these two teams. And I have for the Toronto Raptors, Garrett Temple is doubtful. And for the Washington Wizards, Daniel Gallinari is unlikely to play. So, 
we have this uh, atrocious, atrocious Wizards team, and this I don't know what to make of them Toronto team that somehow not very good, not very good, but they're not horrible. But they're laying seven. Delonte, are you laying seven with Toronto? Uh, I mean, I don't want to, but I would lean that way. Um, they've won four straight versus Washington, uh, including they've won 111, 107 in Toronto on 11-13 uh, as an eight-point favorite. So if you just, like, flip the favorite, I mean, I think the number is about right. Um, they also were down big in the first half. I think they were down 64-45 and uh, came back to overcome that deficit and win that game by four. Uh, Washington, I think, is a team that you want to back on the road. They are uh, six four in one ATS in the last eleven, but they've covered and they've covered five of the six, but four of those were on the road. So uh, I, I mean, Toronto has the, the guard advantage. Um, I think the size Siakam and uh, and Barnes will be able to give Tyce Jones, Jordan Poole, and even to a lesser extent Kuzma some uh, difficulties defending those guys. But I mean, Washington's first in pace. You know, they want to push. They want to push the pace. Um, they're also zero and four. On back to back, so that's something that you want, you know, put in back pocket. Uh, it's Toronto, but they've been bad lately, man. That's why I, I just—it's just a lean. I can't play them. They've lost four or five, failed to cover in eight of the last ten. They're four, seven, and one ATS on the road. Um, they're gonna—they play a uh, bottom ten in pace, but I, I think they kind of play a, a little bit higher than that, just depending on the opponent. And I think Washington's gonna make them, you know, run the. Is he like that again? Okay. Yep. But I I'm going to lean Washington on this one. Okay. Just the fact is, looking at the first meeting of the season, which uh, Lante mentioned before, Toronto did win that one by four. A reminder, the Wizards were up 16 with 725 left in the game and got outscored 21 to 1 in the final 725. <laughs> 21 to 1 in the final seven minutes of that game. I think that, I, I think that you know, and me just being kind of locked in on that Pacers Rockets game, I did miss that fact of that really happening because I do remember seeing the Wizards up, and then I just remember coming back and seeing yeah. it lost. Twenty-one to one in the final seven minutes. So I, I don't think Toronto is exactly a great matchup to completely deal with this Wizards team that likes to play fast. Toronto, you know, offensively is not a great three-point shooting team. Uh, the Wizards, I think, are going to no matter what run and gun it. The Argus are on a back-to-back, so you can make an argument that they might be fatigued, but. Six and a half is just a lot of points, or seven's a lot to be laying with a Toronto team that's been atrocious on the road. I know the Wizards are bad at home. I get all that, but Toronto's three and nine straight up on the road, and now they have to win by margin. Both teams haven't been good lately either, uh, just in terms of wins and losses, but Washington's been a little bit competitive, at least ATS recently, where the Raptors are losing at home to Utah and outscored by like 20 in the fourth quarter of that game, lost to Philly, lost to Denver. Lost to Atlanta. I mean, I, I just feel like you're looking at this Toronto team and they're laying a lot of points and I don't trust them enough. The Wizards, I don't, they're not good, but at least I'll acknowledge <laughs> they have been more competitive recently compared to where they were at the start of the season. But if you played in the first meeting and you're up 16 with seven minutes to go in the game, I think you match up decently when you're getting six and a half points. I'm going to lean to Washington. I, I- it's really hard to lay this number with this Raptors team. It really, really is. I don't think they're that good. And I understand. Luckily, I didn't pick the Wizards yesterday because if I did, I wouldn't want to ever pick them again. I would never yeah, want to pick them again. Like, And I think this that is ultimately is. what happens is people remember what the Wizards just did yesterday, and they're like, they're not taking – yeah, I would never – so I understand why you would pick the Raptors, and you would lay – this is a horrible number to lay with the Raptors. I'm just going to say it. This is a horrible number to lay with the Raptors. This team isn't good enough to lay this number against anybody. But, I mean, I would have had it at, like, minus three-and-a-half Raptors. Maybe I would have had four. it higher than that. Like Washington's, they're still half, a tier system like, here. I, I mean, I, I would have probably back, had like four. That plays into it as yeah. well. I would have had four yeah. and a half, give or take. Uh, six and a half just feels large, but I think four and a half sounds about right. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Outside of two possessions, I'm good. I'm not taking them up two possessions over, especially with the Raptors being like Raptors are terrible inside the paint. They give up, uh, what is it, 27th most in the NBA in points inside the paint. That's everything come easy, and we're going to talk about that with one of my player props later. But, yeah, man, I think it's a lot of easy points for Washington, and they're going to be able to keep up. So I'm with I'm, I'm going to take points as well. I don't know if they'll win, but I'll take the points. 240.5 is the total, though. What do you like there, Scott? I'm not taking an under uh, with the Wizards. <laughs> I know the first game did go under 
Uh, so that could be a reason why you might consider it. But once again, Washington scored one point in the final seven minutes. So that game was flying over. And then Washington just stopped contributing. I'm going to lean over in this game, though. Uh, Washington, I think, is going to want to run. Toronto, I think, will get a bunch of free looks because the Wizards can't guard anybody anyway. So I just see points. But it's mostly not wanting to take an under with the Wizards team that doesn't guard anyone and plays at one of the fastest paces in the entire league. I'm going to lean over in this game. Okay, well, I'm I'm you know for a fact I'm going over. Like I said, I think the points in the paint is going to be there for both Toronto and the Wizards, and it's just going to be a lot of easy, easy buckets. Lante, can you make it three for three? Yeah, yeah, I like the over as well. Uh, both teams playing playing toy over. Uh, I think the pace will be there for both teams, even though uh, Toronto is you know bottom ten in pace. But yeah, I think both teams will be able to score. You mentioned the paint, um, so Gafford and some of those guys should have uh, pretty good days. But I think Toronto's uh, guards will be able to get to the rim with ease because Garrett, while he's he should have success on the offensive end, not sure he's going to be able to defend those guards downhill on, on defense. So yeah, I think I'll be over. All right, player props. I like Gafford. Give me Daniel Gafford over eleven and a half. I talked about Toronto twenty seventh in opponents points in the paint over the last five games. You look at Gafford, he's actually scoring 12.4 points in the paint, and that's just points in the paint in the past five games. So he's already going over that number and scoring inside the paint. He's been playing uh, really hooping over the past five games, gone over this number in four of the last five. He's been over this number in three of the last four versus the Raptors. And I think he's just an athletic enough big that's just going to fuck with them a little bit. And Jacoperto's not really going to have anything for him. Don't really know Jacoperto as, as an elite defender. So, yeah, I'm all over Daniel Gafford to get it done today, especially with the uh, Gallinari news out. They're already very, very thin there at their, <laughs> at their center position. So I'm going with Gafford over 11 and a half. I think I'm leaning towards Barnes' rebounds at nine and a half. Uh, he's been pretty solid rebounding recently. Uh, I do think, once again, he might be in line for a double-double. In the but the Wizards are a really bad rebounding team. So I do think that Scotty Barnes, since Toronto has Pirtle, and that's basically it, they don't have many guys that can actually rebound the ball well, and Barnes has kind of thrived in that air, in that spot. So I do think when you're looking at the team leader, for example, Barnes leading the team in rebounds at 9.3, the Wizards are a bad rebounding team. So I think Barnes in line for maybe another like 25 11 and six type game, something like that. So I like Barnes over for rebounds. I think that line's a little bit too low. Lante. Yeah, I'm going to add on to what I like both of um, you guys' plays. I'll add on. I like PRA over 39 and a half. Scott, you just mentioned what you said, 27, 11, and whatever else. It, yeah, as like long six, as it was over. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, it's over 39 and a half. Um, he's over that number in five of his last eight. Finished with 32 in the first meeting um, against them. So I, I think he has a big uh, big day. Like I said, those guards are too small for him to um, to guard. He'll probably be in post a lot. So I like that. And I'll add on to, to Rails Gafford. I like his points and rebounds over. He's been doing a really good job rebounding the ball. Gallinari being out, like you said, uh, is going to uptick his minutes. They don't have a lot of bigs at all. So he pretty much plays a lot as long as he doesn't get in foul trouble. So I like both of those. On the opposite side of him, I think Pirtle over 20 and a half points and rebounds is, is a good bet as well. All right, let's keep it moving on to the next game of the slate. We have a back-to-back with Scott, your Brooklyn Nets, playing again, playing the Milwaukee Bucks, this time in Brooklyn. That is kind of a bad – That is that's a terrible – oh, wait, no. Was that game in Brooklyn last night? No, it was in Detroit. Yeah, that was in Detroit. Oh, that's a yeah, what? Yeah, that's a terrible scheduling spot. You had to. You were in Brooklyn this past weekend. Then you had to go to Detroit for Tuesday, and then now you're back to play the back back in Brooklyn. Yeah, that's ass. All right, back here looking at the lines, and I see here minus four and a half for the Bucks. Two forty and a half is the total there. Injury report for these two teams, and it looks like Giannis is questionable. Injury management. We'll see if Giannis plays today. And that's about it over there. For the Brooklyn Nets, Ben Simmons, Lonnie Walker. So nothing really to report because they played yesterday. But you can expect everybody that played yesterday played today. I don't think anything stood out in that game for that. Scott, plus four and a half on a back-to-back. I know it was two and a half originally. And then it ended up moving to four and a half. So I don't know if that's a sign that Giannis is going to play. Or they just realized how bad the scheduling spot was and decided why is this only <laughs> So I'm going to lean to Milwaukee in this spot. They're off a Christmas Day loss to the Knicks. Kind of an embarrassing one where they couldn't get a stop the entire game. 
which has been an issue for Milwaukee all season long, but they were on a winning streak. They were in good form, and it felt like this line was a little bit of an overreaction to that loss to the Knicks. Brunson's given him problems all year. Knicks played a great game. It happens. You're not going to win every game you play. The Nets had a war against the Pistons, which they ended up winning, uh, but with the travel associated and the fact that a lot of starters played a lot of minutes in that game, I think Milwaukee's a bad matchup for this team because Milwaukee's got a lot of scoring depth. The Nets really don't. Milwaukee has a lot of length. The Nets really don't. And I think the I think the Bucks are going to kill them on the glass. So I'm going to lean Milwaukee here. Of course, I don't know if I want to bet it now because if Giannis doesn't play, then this line's going to plummet. But the the line movement does suggest Giannis might play in this one. But I do think you're looking at a spot where Milwaukee is the better team than the Nets. They had a very close game in the first meeting this season. I think Cam I think Cam Thomas had 40 in that game. So it took a superhuman effort by one guy to keep him in it and they still lost the game. Uh-huh. I'm going to lean to Milwaukee. I think they might win this game comfortably, but it's a really bad scheduling spot for Brooklyn. I'll go with the Bucks to win by probably like eight in this game. So I didn't mention the back-to-backs in other games as much, but you have Orlando 3-2 and two ATS on the back-to-back, Washington 2-2 two and two ATS on the back-to-back, and you have this Brooklyn team who finds a way to cover three, two, one, and one on a back-to-back this season. Lance, are you on the side of Brooklyn? Uh, it's a horrible spot for them. I mean, Milwaukee's been in, in New York for three or four days, um, just yeah. chilling, waiting, waiting, and, and just waiting. I didn't so, even mention that. That is um, true. Yeah, like that's horrible. Yeah. This is a yeah, horrible, they, they, like, this is a horrible spot. Yeah. This is yeah. a horrible yeah. spot. This is a yeah, terrible is. spot. So I, I, love, I, I love Milwaukee with or without Giannis. Um, I don't think it matters. Uh, so you mentioned it. Cam Thomas had 45 in that last meeting. Uh, him and Mikael Bridges, uh, they accounted for more than 60% of the total points. Uh, it was a close game, but Milwaukee had a good third quarter, uh, kind of kept them in front. Uh, they're 500 ATS, the last 10 on the road. Uh, I think their defense is it's not as good, uh, or it hasn't, been, it hasn't been as bad as it was earlier in the season, but I think it's trending upwards. Um, they're going to get killed on the glass. Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis. Uh, all those guys are going to be really effective on the glass. Uh, Milwaukee's fourth in pace, so that plays into another uh, advantage for Milwaukee being that Brooklyn's got off that overtime uh, win. Brooklyn shoots the ball really well from three, second in uh, three-point percentage. Milwaukee does a really good job in, uh, defending the three-pointer. Um, yeah, I mean, the numbers yeah, wise, it's, it's, it, it, at this point, it's Milwaukee. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's Milwaukee. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't yeah, know I mean, how Brooklyn, you can – this is a terrible one. spot. Yeah, this is, is yeah. This is a terrible spot. Like it's a terrible yeah, spot. So, just there. Yeah, that's all I have. All right, let's uh, two forty and a half here. So, I mean, does does Brooklyn show up offensively? I'm winning under. I think this total's way too high. The argument is Milwaukee doesn't guard anybody, so the Nets might have to partially show up, and Milwaukee's going to walk into one twenty. But if I don't know if Giannis is going to play, I don't know if I can fully take the over on this. But oh no, nah, it's I just a really high total. Regardless. I, I think it, I'm taking Milwaukee team total over regardless. Uh, I, I yeah. mean, this this screams dead legs. This screams dead legs. Nobody on Brooklyn's really defending for real. I'm not even going to – I'm not going to play with Brooklyn offensively. Just give me Milwaukee team total over. Milwaukee – I mean, you're looking at the Nets games recently. They don't have many games that actually get into the 240s. It just does not happen that often with this team. So, yeah, I'll lean under in the spot. Lance. Uh, yeah, I link to the over. Um, both teams don't force turnover, so I think each offensive set should be able to to score. I mean, even if it's a blowout, you know, Brooklyn should be able to come in and, and score to get get over this number. But I like the team total over for Brooklyn. I mean, for uh, for Milwaukee uh, even more. But uh, yeah, I'm linked to the over. Brooklyn nine and seven to the over at home. Uh, yeah, the Bucks offense has just been a first train. I mean, the eight of their twelve road games have went over. They so I, I can't lean. I can't go anywhere but over. All right, we have the New York Knickerbockers, my New York Knicks, 17 and 12 on the season. Still very, very pessimistic. Playing against Oklahoma City Thunder, also my Oklahoma City Thunder with SGA, who, you know, league MVP, future league MVP, SGA. Uh, Minus two is where they opened up at. It is now currently minus three OKC. 240 is the total injury report between these two teams, and we have for the Knicks. Jericho Sim- no Jericho Sims or Mitchell Robinson still. 
Mitchell Robinson's done for the year. And for Oklahoma City Thunder, I have nothing to report. So expect to see everybody healthy and playing for them on that side of the ball. Man, I have a philosophy that you just don't bet against Shea and OKC and you're going to be profitable by the end. Profitable. There we go. By the end of the day, like by the end of the season, you just continue to bet on Shea and OKC and you're going to win more than you lose. So very makes me very, very sad for my Knicks here that they run up against this freight train. Scott, OKC lane three. What are you doing? It's another spot where a team's on a back-to-back against a team that played on Christmas. So the Knicks have a rest advantage, but I have just too many questions about this defense. Now, the Knicks offensively were really good against the Bucs. Uh, they had four separate guys, including R.J. Barrett, who had 20-plus points. So I'm not picking that to happen again. But the Knicks played well. Now, the Thunder mm-hmm. beat up on a very good defensive team last night. And offensively, they were great. Minnesota had no answers. Cat ended up playing Gobert played. It didn't matter. Uh, Shea was great. The whole offense was great. I'm going to lean to OKC. I think it's not going to be the easiest win. I think the Knicks hang in there. But it's really just about scoring depth for me. Shea is easily the best player on the floor. No offense to Brunson, but there are levels to this. <laughs> no, Shea's better than you. Like it just It is what it is. Uh, and I think Chet is probably the... What do you say is the third best player on the floor? Is he better than Randall already? Maybe? Uh, make an argument? Hell no. I, I think you make it. Yeah, I don't think so. What he play? As much as I, as much as I hate you, as much as I hate you, I do hate you. I do hate you, but you was an all star. He played Jew like thirty games. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just saying when I when I watch them play, I think Chet might be more a more winning promotive than uh, Julius Randle is. So the point is the Thunder. I like their overall roster more, and they're, they're at home in the spot. Once again, I think the Knicks are live, but I do think they're going to fall short. OKC is just so good at getting to the foul line. They're so good at, over, at just being efficient offensively. And the Knicks still get stagnant in some offensive sets. So I'm going to lean to OKC here. I think I like the over in this game. I know it might seem like a high total with the Knicks being involved, but it's really not, especially with Mitchell Robinson being out. I just see a lot of pace in this game and a lot of points. So I'm going to go with the over in the spot. Lance, Jalen Brunson has been virtually unstoppable over the past couple, few, maybe the longer. Yeah, but I mean, he's not better than Shea. He's not even close. No, but I'm not. I'm saying he's, but I'm saying he's big. Man, can I get through a transition? <laughs> oh, oh my God. I thought All I'm saying is that Brunson has been virtually unstoppable. Yeah. All I'm saying is that Brunson has been virtually unstoppable. Is it enough yeah. for this Knicks team to get the win <laughs> oh, on the road? Hell, he's, in the door, the he's in the torture chamber now, though. Like, can you get out of the torture chamber? I, I, I literally just said Shea is an MVP, <laughs> and I'm not arguing that Shea is better than Brunson. Like, I literally just said he was MVP. All right. Uh, yeah. Damn. I mean, what, who do you like? Who do you like for the game? Fuck it. I'm I like the likes the game. I like the Knicks. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a back-to-back physical games uh, for OKC. They don't have the front line to kind of withstand some of that. So I think Randall will have a good game here. Uh, pace-wise, I mean, New York is 28th, uh, OKC top 10. So kind of want whoever dictates, dictates the pace is going to be um, in, in a better spot here. Uh yeah, I, th- I think the Knicks are, are alive here to win the game outright. I mean, 10-7, ATS on the road. Uh, they rebound the ball well. They get to the free throw line. They they defend without fouling. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going with the Knicks. I think they win it outright. Hmm. I'm going to guess you're going to pick the Thunder. It's Let me really guess. I want to pick the Knicks. Shea. I really do, but I can't go against Shea at home. I'm taking the Thunder. That's my guess. It's Boy, not really home. Shea at home. It's just more – I mean, I don't care if Shea's at home on the road. If he's playing in Mexico, he could be playing in Taiwan. They could be he's in so China damn, playing bro. this game. They could be playing this game on the moon. It doesn't matter. I'm back at Shea in the Oklahoma City Thunder. It doesn't matter. This team is a buzzsaw. Where are we at? What's the ATS record now? Where Where is the ATS record? 16 Let it pop at home. 16 to 8 and 1. I mean, I, I'm I'm just, you know, I'm I'm They're not such a fun team to watch too. They're good and entertaining, which you don't really yeah. get that often. But every good. time I go against them, I th- I regret it. I'm just not gonna go against them. I, 19, I'm sorry, 19, 8, and 1. It's 19 to 8 and 1. Yeah, I'm just not going against this team. Like ever. I'm just not gonna go. I'm not gonna go against them. 11 and 5 at home, ATS. It, it, they get it done. And so that's really all it is. It's just me just blindly taking OKC and just making money over the course of the season. 
Scott is going over to 40 player props. Anybody want to throw out? Yeah, something? I think I like Randall rebounds in this game. I really wanted to make a case for Hartenstein, but I can just see Shea foul baiting him for two fouls in the first five minutes of this game, and you're just going to hate your life. So I'll go with Randall because he's going to have a pretty solid minute security. Uh, he's going to probably play 36 plus minutes if this game's competitive. So I'm going to lean to Randall rebounds here. The Thunder is still an undersized team. They're hanging in there because they have so much talent and they have so much versatility, but they can get killed on the glass. They were good last night against Gobert and against Cat, but I do think Randall is a very solid rebounder for a power forward. I think he's in line for a good rebounding game. I like Hardenstein too, but I think the foul trouble is going to be real in that game. So. I think for points, I can't go against Shea. I can't go against Brunson. I think Barrett's going to plummet back down. He had 20 plus points. Good for him, but I don't see I don't see that happening again. But I do think looking at the main options, give me the star power to have good games. That's how I'm looking at it. Huh. OKC is the only team that is undefeated off of back to back. They are two and zero off of back to back this season. Best record in the league because, again, only team undefeated. Lante, anything else? Play prop rise. You got anything before we move on? Uh, yeah, I like, I'll add on to what Scott said. I like Randall points and rebounds over. You mentioned the the rebounding. Uh, I think the scoring will be there as well. He's been, you know, hovering around his number in the last four. Just hasn't got there. I think he's like 33 and uh, 33, 32 in a couple of those games. So, yeah, I think he gets over the hump here against the smaller front line for, uh, for OKC. All right. Last thing I'm gonna say is Chet Holgram blocks two. What is it? At, it is at over two and a half at plus one forty. You know how he gets down with the blocks. Knicks are attempting the second most field goals inside the paint over the past five games. First Brooklyn Nets. So that's enough for me. I'm on Chet blocks. I think he can. Uh, they're gonna challenge him today. He's gonna come up big. So Chet Holgram over two and a half blocks at plus one forty. All right. I might even I might end up laddering that by the end of the night. We have the Phoenix Suns on the road going to play the Houston Rockets. Suns are laying two and a half on the road. Two twenty five and a half is. You repeat that? You said the Suns are laying. Laying. Yes. Yeah, the Suns are laying two and a half on the road here, man. Two twenty five and a half is the total injury report. We have Josh Okogie probable, Jusim Nokic probable, no Beal, no Damian Lee for the Rockets. Dylan Brooks left that game early with the abdominal injury, and he didn't return, so I doubt he's going to play in this game today. But we'll see. Victor Oladipo still hasn't been seen in a Rockets uniform, like not even as like a picture. He's a fake. Yeah, not even as a picture. So Victor Oladipo still not with the team. Heavy money coming in on Houston here on a back to back (laughs) for pretty good reason because the Suns team actually kind of stinks. And so looking at what Houston does on a back to back, this is just back to back Wednesday. Clearly, two one and one on a back to back this season are the Houston Rockets. Very young core here. I already know what Scott's going to say. Lante, we'll kick it off with you. Plus two and a half with Houston at home. Yeah, probably just stay away for me. Uh, I would I would lean. I mean, the spot favors Phoenix, especially if Dylan Brooks can't play. That means Kevin Durant is probably going to go nuclear. But, I mean, just can't trust him at all. At, at all. Um, one and nine, I think, ATS uh, over the last 10. Uh, just average on both sides of the ball. They lost four or five. Um, seven and thirteen ATS as favorite. So I mean, I think that's probably gets worse if you filter it out for um, road favorite. But yeah, I mean, I don't like some of the stuff that's coming out of Phoenix. Uh, so it'll be a pass for me. But if I had to play it, I would. I would just play. I would play Phoenix, but I, I don't want to. So I'm just gonna stay away. <laughs> Scott, how are you fating Phoenix today? Uh, Rockets are gonna win the game. Uh, a couple reasons for that. One, because they're very good at home. Two, because I backed them last night, and they lost, so now they have to cover against Phoenix. It's the rules. You know, it's, it's the rules of gambling, especially if you're a little bit cold. But Phoenix shouldn't be lying against a team that's as good as the Rockets are. And yes, I know the Rockets aren't a great team, but they're good. They're good, simply put. And I've been roasting the Suns for months. I roasted them during the offseason. I thought the Beal trade was laughable. Main reason for that, they have no bench. And now the starters haven't been great either. Now, they no-showed the game basically against Dallas for three quarters, where Luka walked in on Christmas and dropped 50-15 and on that team. But the Suns, I don't know what they're good at. 
you figure, all right, defensively, they're going to have problems because they still have uh, Booker, who's gotten better defensively, still not great. Uh, the overall supporting cast isn't a great defensive team. But you figure offensively, all right, you got Booker, you got Durant, you got two top 10 guys in the league probably. Nurkic can be a decent offensive player. And they're mediocre. They're like a mediocre offensive team in terms of ratings. So once again, I don't know what they're good at. Houston, yes, I know Brooks is out. That's gonna probably that's gonna hurt this team because he's actually been good for them. But Chengun's been really good. Uh, you're looking at Van Vliet, who's been pretty solid this season. They have a couple of solid energy guys. I think Easton's gonna feast in this game, especially with the energy he brings off the bench. I think he's in line for a good game. Uh, but they just have a lot of depth that I actually <sighs> like. I think Houston has some depth on this team, and the F- Suns don't. They got Metu, who's in like a fringe role, who is getting yelled at by Booker mid-game for not hustling back on defense. There's problems with this team. I know Lante hates Vogel, and rightfully so, because he's been very bad so far this season as a head coach. But I got to go with the Rockets here. Plus money for a team that's 12-3 and straight up at home against a Phoenix team that's falling off a cliff. I'll take the Rockets at plus money. Who, who do you like depth-wise for, for Houston? What, Easton? Sorry, Easton? Uh, I think Easton's solid. For an energy well, East is not doing nothing if he can't hit point blank layups like it last night. I swear to God, sorry, oh, he, missed he, yeah, he missed he missed he, a lot of those. But the point is, the he missed a lot there. of point blank. Yeah, yeah, he there. was. It and was. He did a lot for that. Holiday actually gave him some decent minutes. I've never really been a Holiday fan, but he was fine last he was night. Good defensively, he when, yeah, defensively uh, he when was Halliburton fine. when Halliburton was on him, he was he was. Doing they got some high. guys who bring energy. And Phoenix doesn't have any of that. I'm not saying that they're the most talented bench in the world, but at least they have roles. Amen's had some moments since he came back. I think he's been pretty good. But they have some guys who I think can make life interesting for a pretty underwhelming bench unit. And Houston's bench was good last night against Indiana. They played well, and I think that they can keep that up. And I think Phoenix might get killed in the non-Durant minutes. So I'm going to go with the Rockets here. I think they're going to hustle more. They're going to get to all the loose balls, and Udoka is the better coach. So give me Houston at home. I'm, I'm really just hoping for a Houston bounce back that they've uh, been able to do recently. They've bounced back from, especially like these losses at home, you know, it don't happen. Like they don't stack up or anything. Really good bounce back against the Mavericks. Now I know there was no Luka in that game, but they were laying eight and a half, and they were able to cover the line and cover it easy. And so hopefully, you know, we get one of those situations. Would I be surprised if the Suns ended up winning this game? No. Can I take the Suns after what I've seen recently? Absolutely not. I will give this team a little bit longer of time to readjust, figure things out before I get back on that wagon. But yeah, I cannot trust the Suns right now. So Just I Just will... ask, what, what's the panic meter at, you think, 1-10 to 10 on Phoenix? After uh, they basically quit in the fourth quarter against the Mavericks. Well, I can't say the panic meter is anything until after All-Star because I've seen you know, a Boston Celtics team that literally flipped the script after All-Star and then went on to the finals. So they lost uh, via Barrett buzzer beater and they realized they had to change everything they were doing. Yeah. So like I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I'm hitting the panic meter before All-Star, but you are running out of time. Like if you come out after All-Star and you still looking bad, you just might you might be a bad team. Like, I'm just asking because Phoenix right now with Durant and Booker are below five hundred and we're twenty nine games into the season. That's why I'm asking. They are below 500. Yeah. But, I mean, it's the death. In the grand scheme of things, I got them at an eight. (laughs) But I already had them at like a six when the season started, so I was never high on this team. But I got them at an eight. All right. 225 and a half is total. I'm on the over, I think. Well, one, Dylan Brooks being out. But also, tire legs on that Houston part, and I – just don't trust the Suns to guard anybody. So it's pretty clear for me over to 25 and a half. Anybody got any quarrels, disagreements? No, with Brooks, with, uh, Brooks being out, I think defensively they're going to have some issues. So I like the over as well. All right. Nothing on the total then. Player props. Player props. What you got? I can't go against Shingun. I, I, I just love I just love that guy. <laughs> He's been so Well, good. I will say he had the matchup last night. He, did. he doesn't I have know. the matchup. He doesn't have the matchup tonight when you talk about how teams guard the center position, points in the paint. But he had the matchup last night for sure. That's how I like them. Yeah, uh, but I, I still have a hard time going against them. Nurkic hasn't played many games recently. I'm curious if he's going to be on a minute restriction. We'll see. He missed a couple games in a row. Then they brought him back now. So we'll see what happens. But uh, Shangun assist might be worth a look at about four and a half. That sounds a bit low to me. 
especially mm-hmm. after last night. Phoenix maybe sends extra help. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but I do think that Shingun's going to have a pretty good game overall. Jalen Green unders have been really good uh, this season. His number is at like 17 and a half. I actually see that Robbie's mentioning that he's gone under in nine of the last ten. Yeah, he just doesn't fit with Udoka. It just doesn't work. And you you saw him kind of get benched there in crunch time for Aaron Holloway. Uh, that tells you that Udoka doesn't really like using him because he's not a good defensive player. So I'll be on the under for Jalen Green as well. I just don't think he fits with this team. I think Udoka has him in, I don't want to say the doghouse, but it seems like Udoka prefers to play other guys more than him. So I'll go with Jalen Green under. I think that point total is too high. All right. Blount, say anything? Uh, yeah, KD over his points, 28 and a half, uh, 16 on Christmas. I think it's four of 11 shooting. Look, Kind of look disengaged, disinterested. The whole team won. Uh, yeah, especially with no Dylan Brooks here. I, I liked it even with Dylan Brooks, but without him, uh, I don't think they have a defender to be able – well, I mean, nobody does, but you get what I'm saying. Make it at least tough on them. Um, yeah, so I like KD over 28 and a half. All right. Uh, do I have anything? Yeah, I don't really have anything. I do agree with Dorian. Give me a, give me a Booker, a Booker over an assist. Sure, why not? Cleveland Cavaliers on the road going to play the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas coming off of that uh, Christmas Day thrashing of the Suns. Open up minus seven and a half for Dallas. They're now down to minus three and a half. Two thirty and a half is total. Injury report for these two teams and for the Cavs, who have <laughs> had a rotating door uh, outside of the medical office this past few weeks. They have Donovan Mitchell, who's questionable with an illness. You have Karis LeVert, questionable with the knee. Sam Morrell, who has been playing backup role for this team, is in the backcourt. He's doubtful to play with the wrist injury. You're not getting Evan Mobley anytime soon. You're not getting Darius Garland anytime soon. You're not getting Ty Jerome anytime soon. Ty Jerome still in the league? Yep. Okay. You wouldn't know because he's he, he came to the Cavaliers and got hurt immediately. And for the Dallas Mavericks, Lucas questionable with the quad injury. Still no Kyrie. Still no Josh Green. Still no Max Cleveland. All right, Lante. Plus three. And yeah, a I have no idea. Went on the road. Yeah, no idea. Uh, I mean, I want to see. I got a. You got two of the most important players on each team, both questionable. Um, I, I, I would, I guess, I would lean Dallas. Even you know, both players, everything equal, and both of those players, Mitchell and and uh, Luca was out. I, I think Dallas has the upper hand, uh, being home, especially with way some uh, Hardaway Jr., Derek Jones Jr. is playing. Uh, I, I like their role players supporting cast a little bit better than what Cleveland has. Uh, despite everything you just named for Cleveland, I mean, they've covered seven of the last ten. They're up, you know, above five hundred ATs on the road, but Dallas. Uh, I mean, I think they're on a Different level right now with Luca, uh, but without it's just a lean. I mean, with Luca, I probably would be laying it, but it's it's too early to tell. I mean, I don't we don't really know what's going on. Luca's been on injury report for like three or four games in a row. I mean, he's played in them. I think in three of them. Uh, but yeah, he's he's had yeah too uh, early for me to tell. He's had thirty he's had thirty eight plus points in th- in uh what is that five of the last six six games, and he's been questionable basically every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's just too—it's uh, just too much uncertainty for me. So uh, I mean, I would lean to Dallas it, with or without Luca. Uh, without him, I'll be playing him. Uh, but with them, just whatever—it just depends on Mitchell as well. Scott. Yeah, for me, it's all about the injury report, as Lante said before. So I'll keep it simple. If Luca plays, I'm taking Dallas. If Luca doesn't play, I'll take Cleveland. I, from what I saw, the most recent game with Luka being out against the Rockets. That was one of the worst teams I've seen all year uh, with Hardaway Jr. and Jalen Hardy, uh, Hardy taking, I forgot how many shots. Hardaway had 17 shot attempts in the first half, and I think he made five of them. It was disgusting. Like, that team got blown out by 30. But I do think if Luka's going to play, he's a top three player in the league. I feel confident saying that. Like, Luka's unreal. Mm-hmm. Mitchell, I still think, is a very solid player. I don't know how good he actually is. He's top 20. I think. Is he top 15? Maybe. I don't know. But Luka's top three. So I'll take the best player to carry his team to a win. But I've seen this Dallas team without Luka. It is not pretty. And I've seen this Cleveland team without Donovan Mitchell. It's not pretty either. But it's a lot better than this Dallas team. So I'll lean to, Cle- I'll lean to Cleveland if Luka doesn't play. If Luka plays, I'll end up taking Dallas. It's as simple as that. Uh, 
Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty much it for me. If Luca plays, then I guess I'll lean Dallas. But I really don't like laying points with Dallas at home. Like historically, just very very bad home team as a favorite. They've five been better and five this, year this season. To last I mean, exactly five and yeah. five. They're five and five, and that's better. Like, <laughs> so, so that's not good. That's so not like that's not good. We're sitting here talking about your five and five ATS at home as a favorite. As a favorite, that means you are not profitable. <laughs> you are not profitable. So, yeah, man, I really hate taking this Mavs team as a favorite at home. But, I mean, I think Cleveland, like, no Luka and potentially having Donovan Mitchell on the other side, that's enough for me to back Cleveland. So I think Mitchell, I think that Luka and Mitchell are going to play just based on where the line's at. That feels about right. I'm assuming so. I'm assuming Luka's going to be available. But keep an uh, eye on this game once again for the line movement. But Dallas being three and a half initially tells me there's a decent chance Luka plays. They had a day off, too. A lot of teams on back-to-backs. Oh. Mavericks had a day off yesterday. Luis just sold me. Uh, the Mavs got the Wolves tomorrow. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and take Cleveland plus three and a half and a look ahead. It's easy. This Cleveland team has been really bad. It's easy to overlook them with all the injuries that they have going. They get Donovan Mitchell back, and it's enough. It's really enough. I like Jared Allen today uh, on the over 16 and a half points. Mavs are 24th in opponent's points in the paint over the last five games. Allen points in the paint. Warrior. 13.6 points in the paint over his past five games, 15th in the NBA. And the bigs versus the Mavs have been killing recently. Metsu had 23. Uh, Zach Collins came in uh, in relief for Wimby. He had 14. You had Shangun that had a 22-piece against them. Like I think Jared Allen could have a really, really good game here. So I'll probably be back in Jared Allen overall points and probably a Donovich Mitchell assist to give the ball there. So, yeah, I, I like I'm the cat. I, think, tired the cat of I think it's a good Jared spot. Allen. I've tried to give faith to Jared Allen all season long. The stats just aren't there. There's some guys that I just can't back based on the fact that they seem to always underachieve in good spots. Allen should have a good game. He should. I just haven't seen enough from him this season. And I really don't even know why because – Mobley's injured and he still hasn't put up that many great numbers. So I mean he's been he's been over this in three of the last five. He's had 19, 14, 17, 10, and 25. Like he's been he's been solid recently. He's, yeah, he's he's been fine. I'm just saying I wanted a bit more consistency going into the season. I think it's just he doesn't like they don't need him to do that with everybody else they had going on. Especially with and those past few stretch that stretch of games, they really, really need him to score because everybody was out. And this is a situation where they still got a lot of outs. I don't know. I like Jared Allen right now. Maybe not over the course of the entire season, but this is a good stretch for him. Latte, anything? Nope, nothing. All right. Then we are going to go ahead and close things out with our lot dog, and we'll drop an underdog lineup as well. We got three a three-man weave, so the underdog lineup should be particularly easy. Here we go. Uh, Latte, we'll start with you. Lock. Dog, and just go ahead and give out your prop for the underdog uh, lineup. Uh, for lock, I'm going with Milwaukee. Uh, laying the number on the road is it three and a half, four? Um, it goes four and a half. One it, yeah, whatever. It, it, it don't matter. Um, yeah, four and a half. Dog, I'm going with Knicks. Uh, plus whatever it is on the money line. Um, uh, and player prop, Katie over twenty eight and a half points. All right, so you said Milwaukee minus four and a half, Knicks plus one thirty on the money line, and you said what was the prop? KD over twenty eight and a half points. Yep. All right, Scott, over to you. Yeah, I, I didn't remember asking for a prop, so I guess we're gonna get props for the show too. I mean, we're just hey man, it, we need an underdog lineup. You might as well just yeah, go ahead fine. and throw it out there so I can add it to the lineup. All right, uh, so for my lock on the show, I think I'm going to go back to that Knicks and Thunder game, and I think I'm going to go with the over in this one at 239.5. Knicks offense has been good. Brunson's been feasting. Uh, Barrett, once again, had a good game last time out. Randall, I think, is a matchup problem for this OKC team, which is still a bit undersized. And OKC is OKC. So I just see a lot of points. Like, the Knicks beat the Bucks. It wasn't because of a good defense. It was because the offense was out of its mind. So I do think that you're going to see a high-scoring game. There's a reason why this total is pretty high. I expect line movement on the over coming in. Because both teams, as far as I know, are healthy. So I'll go with the over at 239.5 in that Knicks game as my lock. For my dog, I am going to go with a two-pick parlay. But I am going to steal uh, one of Lante's plays. I am going to go with Durant over 28.5 points. But I'm going to go with some reverse correlation here. I'm going to go with Durant over 28.5 points. With the Rockets' money line, and that comes out to plus 332. I think Houston's <laughs> going to be able to overcome a good Durant game. 
might be competitive, but I do think that Houston gets it done. So give me that two-pick parlay at plus 330. For my prop, I'm going to go with Donovan Mitchell under six and a half assists at minus 105. This line is way too high. Uh, to go through his numbers, he has not been a great share of the basketball recently. He's played in 22 games this season. He's had less than seven assists in 19 of the 22 games. He's played in six games this season without Garland. He's gone under this number in five of the six games. And against Dallas, he's had less than seven assists in 10 of his last 11 games. Give me Mitchell under six and a half assists at minus 105. All right. Uh, Let's see here for my lock. Let's go to the Milwaukee Bucks. And we're going to take that team total over. Milwaukee Bucks team total over 122.5, minus 115. Again, very, very, very brutal scheduling spot for the Brooklyn Nets here. Milwaukee's been just kind of chilling in New York, hanging out, resting up. And Brooklyn, meanwhile, had to go play what actually ended up being kind of a dogfight of a game towards the end. So 100%, I think that this is just a spot where Brooklyn's defense is just going to be a little bit more sluggish here at home where Milwaukee's had to sit on that terrible Knicks loss. So, yeah, give me Milwaukee. Team total over 122.5 there for my lock four, my dog. Oh. I mean, can I get an alt on Gafford? I really you can do whatever you want. Today. Well, I, I don't know. I have to see if the book will offer me because I would love to do whatever I want, but the books know what I'd be doing sometimes and they don't want to give it to me. All right. I'll take Gafford 15 plus at plus 185. I talked about I'm the gonna, points I'm inside the paint. Will you look for alts? I'll see if I can find a better price for you. Uh, yeah, so I see uh, Gafford here, plus 185. Basically, like I said earlier, that this Toronto team, very, very terrible when it comes to stopping points inside the paint. Gafford's been really, really good lately. He's gotten over his points prop in four of the last five, over 11 and a half. And then you look at uh, what he's doing just overall in terms of getting to 15 as soon as I pull that up real quick right here. And his last five games, he's had 13, 15, 16, 8, and 26. So he's gotten over this in three of the past five. I'm getting plus 185. Pretty good. Good matchup. One plus one equals two here. Give me Daniel Gafford to keep it, keep the good times rolling here. I found plus two to one, by the way. Two to one. All right. And then for my prop, I am – let me see – yeah, I'm sticking with Jared Allen. Give me Jared Allen over 16 and a half points. I think this is a good spot. Fate in the Mavericks against centers is a pretty good deal. And I think that, again, with all the outs that they have, they're going to need a little bit more help with the scoring, and Jared Allen's going to have to take that. And what is a pretty easy matchup? Lively is a good defender, but he's more of a shot blocker. He's not somebody that's just going to go up toe-to-toe with another big like that. So I, I like Jared Allen to get that production again today. So, I should restate Allen. something about Allen before, by the way. I'm against. I'm not a fan of his rebounding recently, but the points have been there, as you said before. The rebounds I wanted a bit more from this season. Yeah. All right. We're so putting to this underdog lineup together. I'm going to just go ahead and throw Gafford in here at eleven at higher, eleven and a half points. Oh well, they they're catching on now. It's twelve. Higher 12 points for Daniel Gafford. Let's go and get that KD play that Lante was talking about. So Kevin Durant, the easy search bar just makes life so easy. Here we go. Higher 27 and a half points. And Scott, what was... I had the the Mitchell uh, lower than six and a half assists. All right, Mitchell It might be a flat seven on there because I think it opened at seven and a half. Well, no, set six and a half. Okay, I'll still lean under. Lower. Six and a half assists for Donovan Mitchell. One more time. Daniel Gafford, higher 12 points. Kevin Durant, higher 27 and a half points. Donovan Mitchell, lower six and a half assists. That is a six to one underdog contest. $100 gets you $600. If, I mean, you just do the stare away. But if you get insurance and you're one of those insured people, three correct, three X, and two correct, one X. But, hey. Do you? Do you? Do you? But just know we 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 go all in around here. So six to one payout. Here we come. All right. 
Anything else, anybody, before we get up out of here? Yeah, Mr. Unlimited might be a limited because he might not play the last two games. So he, just, oh, to, he got benched. Shout out to Jared Stidham. I think it's, who, who I think it's more to do with his contract. With, they, he his got contract, some stipulations yeah. in contract, yeah. yeah. Mm. He's not going to play because they're going to save a lot of money if they don't play him. But shout out to Jared Stidham, who is going to potentially be starting the last two games. Huh. I, I think I have to bet the Broncos this week. I don't know who they play. We might have to bet the Broncos this week. Team morale is going to be through the roof. Through <laughs> with, with the Wilson freaking not being roof. There. All right. Yeah. I've seen over 100 people in here at some point. Hopefully, we got a whole bunch of likes in the chat. But if we don't, I'm going to be pretty sad. But if we do, then I'm going to be really happy. So make sure you like the video on your way out. And for all those that are listening through us, through your ears, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you give us a subscribe, a follow, a review, five-star review, all of that. So other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. We're just going to end it like this. We are out of here. Basketball.